everyone, welcome to this episode of The Sky Realm. We're so stoked to have you joining us today. Um, quick shout out to the editing team of Ben and Becky. Shout out to the art team, Josh, Victor, and Alex. And shout out to Underground Oracle Publishing for allowing us to use some of their content in the stream. Thank you guys so much, we cannot do this without you. Uh, last session, our players were ambushed by a group of ruthless Zodiac freebooters, uh, some sky pirates. And uh, as combat ensued, our players fought for their lives to the point where our young turtle friend Geo was actually killed by the captain of the Thunderbolt freebooter crew called Pete the Pixie Pirate. Now, what is to happen to young Geo? Will he survive at all? We look forward to you enjoying this episode. And uh, if you're sat comfortably, then let's begin. As he basically summons a ball of lightning in his hand, throws it in the air, as it goes up in the air, it arcs, and as it goes through the air, it grows bigger and bigger until it strikes the ship and lets out a blast of lightning outwards. Um, I believe that's Geo dead. That's Geo, dead, 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 dead. I believe that's Geo, fully dead. Oh, shit. As he does that, and he sees this ball of lightning erupt out, you see Geo kind of fall out of his shell, arms kind of come out, and you see, you know, him re like appear from inside the shell. Geo, as your mind was already unconscious, but you were living in that kind of purgatory unconscious state, you hear a voice speak to you as you feel yourself drifting away from your body. You hear a voice that you only heard when you were very, very little. You know it to be Uncle Ace. And he says to you, it's okay, it's okay. Don't be afraid, I'm here for you. Don't worry about it, I've got you. As your mind drifts away from your body and away from the ships and away from this whole situation, you feel yourself moving through space and time and kind of drifting ethereally as you do until your mind lands in a plane that you do not really know too well. Here it's very flat. There's a couple of, you can see like a couple of little thatched houses off in the distance. Um, it's deathly quiet though. As you do, you can see that there's a gentleman tending 
to his garden, just kind of bent over, tending to his garden. This gentleman in looks um, has basically, he has uh, half of his face is completely black and half of his face is completely white. One eye is black um, and the other eye is white. And you can see that his skin uh, all the way down to his hands is also of such. Uh, he's in very elegant uh, ethereal robes that are kind of glistening in the wind. And as you kind of land on this plane, he kind of turns for a second and he goes, my goodness, I didn't, I didn't expect for you to come here. Do you know me? As he speaks to you. All of a sudden, Gio sort of finds his voice and is not stuttering. I might know you. I believe I've read about you. I'm no one has come here for a very long time. I, I'm, I'm shocked that you're you're here with me, and I've been trapped here for so long. I've been trying to get back. I've, you know, I've I've known that things have been a mess, you know, from afar, and I've been, I've been trying to get back. I've been contacting you. I'm not sure if you know that. Been trying to speak to you. Um, when you sleep and he reaches a hand forward the arm that is black and he says my name is Zach Zach Gladius Zach Gladius yeah that's me name is Zach Gladius yeah um, I'm I well at this point famous in this world is not a thing I'm I'm nobody here as you are now nobody here as well uh, I'm it worked. I saw you. More people saw you. It worked? I got through? <sighs> I knew I still had the power to break through. Now, what be the situation? I know things have been bad because they must have been since I left, but what's going on? Tell me, what, what is the state of everything at the moment? Is it, is it as bad as I imagined to have the daimyo ceased control the imperials are controlling everything they're reducing water on different parts of the sky realm they're controlling other parts to dominate and to impose their power and penalty on everyone and my mission in life has been to support the other side uh, i'm not supposed to say this but when I left Mitsuhira, I left to see Uncle Ace, but I also left to join the Defiant, if it still exists. The Defiant still exists? Do you know if it still exists? I don't. God. But if it does, I was, I was meant to... Yeah, I didn't get there. It sounds worse than I could have ever imagined. What's happened with the 40 stones? The second one, is it, is it, did, I, I got rid of it, I, it's gone, right? I only know of the first 40 stone that you created through the history books. The second 40 stone 
the, I'm assuming the dream that you showed us and that jewel that was next to you in the dream was the second 40 stone. All I know is that when we were piloting that ship and turning around, we released and we cast something that caused a huge explosion. And at that point, there was a shortage of everything in the Sky Realm for a moment. At least that's what was told to us and that's what we experienced. There was a blackout. I don't know what happened to the stone. I banished it. That's what you saw. I was concerned because only recently my powers waned and I wasn't able to maintain my control of that banishment. Didn't know if you knew anything more, but this is bad. This is very bad, and the fact that you're here with me means that there's one less good person out there fighting for those who really, really need it. I can am... I send a message to my family? My dear boy, we can try. We can try. But, you know, my powers are waning, and, you know, as I maintain more time here, it seems like I'm not able to do as much as I could. And for a second, he looks at you. He goes, you remind me of myself. And he steps forward, he goes, do you mind if I just... And he goes to grab your hand a very similar way that Evis did so as well. And as he places both hands around yours, he takes a second. As he breathes in, all the air around you seems to rush towards his body and pull him closer and closer. As he breathes out, you feel peace, calm. The same mentality that your people have of those who need us, no matter where they are and who they are, will receive that help. He lets go with a tad of surprise and he goes, you are true neutral. I've never met another like myself. You don't know yet. What you have in you is more than anyone could ever control. You don't know this, but you're incredible, young Geo. You have so much within you. And all at the same time, nothing at all, that emptiness, is what will allow you to do great things. Right, I have an idea. This might just work, and it's going to be crazy, but we need to do this together. With what you have told me, I believe that we might be able to get you back. If I use the last of my energy, and we use this neutrality of which you have, there's a chance you might be able to channel like I. We might be able to get you back. So, give me one second. Do you mind just taking this stance like I do, spread your feet wide, place your hands at your side. As you do, follow my movements. He begins slowly performing a movement, and as he does, you can see the white hand turns and suddenly an orb of light appears in his hand. Geo, as you begin to turn and move your hand, 
a smaller orb of light appears in yours and you have never done this kind of arcane uh, magic before in your life. As he then spins the other hand and steps even deeper into the squat, a dark orb of energy appears in the other hand. He pushes them sideways and then pushes them together. As they do, you feel the crackling and power of the two magnets are pushing against each other like they're not meant to be combined. And then suddenly the orbs form into one. A grey that emits light and darkness all at the same time. Chio, it's magnificent. You've never seen magic like this in your life before. He looks at you and he goes, now. I am going to center my energy in you. From there, you must copy the words that I say. He takes some steps behind you. And as he comes behind you, he thrusts his orb into your shell and you feel this energy fill your body. It is both good, bad, light, dark. It is both evil and happiness. It is all the emotions of the spectrum in one. And as you feel it, it is hot and it is cold all at the same time and you can feel your body struggling to deal with this amount of energy as he does and he places his hands on the back he goes right now boy i'm giving you everything i've got you have to go back and you have to find the stone you have to save the people now say this after me abrisk ulen batam Abrisk, Ulen, Bata! And in a flash of light and darkness, those of you back on the airship see Geo's limp body suddenly <gasps> come back to consciousness, and you are back within your body. We're gonna take a break there, guys. Go down. Oh my god. I can't. I was I was thinking yeah. when Amber comes back and Geo's dead, I was like, like, oh I, was just like I can't, dude. I can't. Like, there's no way Toe could deal with it. Like, oh, I've got healing. What can I do? What can I do? I'm like, oh my god. I was like, oh. I had thought I had revenge. I blamed my stuff. I should have been Next level. How much is that? Nothing. Because we were in fucking one That was. Holy shit, guys. I can't even. Like my t my eyes could water is like no like maybe like oh my god dude like I can't uh, I am like emotionally oh, really? wrung out right now. Cool. I need some food. Oh, yeah, I'm god. getting a headache. <laughs> oh, we can't lose literally. All I'm doing yeah. as a player, I'm like we can't lose. We cannot lose Gia. We cannot lose Gia. Like I was like he's like so pivotal. Cool. So as Gia. <laughs> comes back to life and uh, you, those of you around him see his eyes uh, roll back into the front of his head and you can see that consciousness come back to you. You're back to one health. And uh, and yeah, and, and from there it's, uh, it's Rom's turn. 
Yeah, uh, okay, so I would like to move as, like, towards Toad, if I could, please. Yep. Um, and then, this may be a little bit unorthodox, so tell me if it's cool. Um, can I use Entangle to, like, create a, a ball around Triple P? So he's, like, in a, a ball that, that can be launched then. So it's not just him being launched, he's, like, trapped in this, like, sphere of wheat. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. You may please, uh, please do so, but can you make an arcana check? The DC is going to be 10. It's 50-50 whether you're able to either just wrap him up with it or whether you're going to create this sphere of a uh, projectile triple P sphere, <laughs> as it were. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. Yeah, baby. So, as you rush over to Toad, uh, you look over uh, to Triple P. Can you describe how you cast Entangle for me? Um, yeah, so uh, I like reach across. Um, one hand is on Rom. Uh, Rom, I'm Rom. Uh, is on Toad, uh, is like ready and like attentive to like heal him next. Um, <laughs> but I look across. And I almost just like pull up and then out of the wood of the ballista, like it grows and then comes up and then wraps around Triple P. So it's like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when they've got like the bone uh, prison. It's yeah. like one of those around this like little pixie. So he's like caught there. Amazing. What? Amazing. Yeah. what I, I believe I have to make a, a dex. Dex, yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. Maybe disadvantage because he's like trapped. Kind oh, of? hella disadvantage. Maybe. Oh, like, if I could do super disadvantage, I would. It's a strength save. It's a strength save. <laughs> cool. Alright, he's got... Uh, so that is gonna be a 5. Nice, well, yeah, that's... Damage for him as well? Uh, no damage, he's just, uh, held in place. Cool. He's wrapped up and he's like, Oh no, this is, oh, this is very bad. Oh shit, this, this, this not good, not good. Um, cool. Uh, anything else for you? Send it! And, uh, yeah. So that's all I got. Cool. Next up. Did you, did you want Reshi to? I thought you wanted Reshi. You know, last time you said something about Reshi taking something. I don't know. I, um, I just remember you saying that. Okay, last yeah, I don't know. And like, um, it's just like sitting there, like chaos, uh, like enjoying the chaos of uh, just enjoying his like dismay or triple T, triple B dismay, waiting for R and R to like pull the lever and like send him away. <laughs> You can see Reshi is kind of circling R and R, and definitely, uh, definitely with some some happiness uh, to to the to the purrs that are coming from Reshi. Yes. Um, next up is Blanco. Uh, Blanco was stood with um, Geo at the time, and um, he sees everything that goes on with Geo, and he has become to love this turtle. Like he, you know, is about pack mentality and. Um, he was really deeply affected and he sees his eyes come back and he's like, mi amigo, mi amigo, are you okay? Está bien. And um, he can see that um, he's he's feeling better. So he lays his hands on him and does cure wounds on on him. Awesome. And um, to, to, you know, bring his friend back to how he, he is. And so what he does is he puts his hands on him and like just, like with this like super caring nurturing kind of like Amazing. Thing. uh can you please uh can you please uh roll the the health tracy for for geo yeah oh tidy nine Whoa. nine points of healing baby eight plus one max eight yeah max eight max <laughs> geo 
after being lost for a moment, being gone, being not with yourself, experiencing something pretty wild. You feel Blanco place their paws on you and you feel warmth begin to emanate from them and that warmth courses through your body um, and it just really, really, you know, it, it fills every fiber of your being all the way to your your little toes tucked in your sandals all the way through uh, to the tip of your head hidden beneath your little deer stalker cap. Um, and Blanco, can you please make a perception check? So can, um, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Blanco, can you please make a perception check for me? I totally thought he's my bonus section. 13. 13. So, with a 13, you look at Geo, and as you've placed your paws on him and you're casting this spell, you look at his arms, and you can see there is a patch of white that has begun to grow on one arm, and a patch of black that has appeared on the other arm. Very small. They're, you know, no more than like a, like, like a blemish, basically, you know, like, like about a yay big. Yeah, like a small birthmark, basically. Do, do I know what these mean instinctively? Have I seen these before, and do I know instinctively Never what them before. are? Okay, I just noticed them. Yeah. Okay. So with that, I feel like, as I put cure wounds, I sort of, like, feel part of me go into Geo, and I feel like I've had this new bond with him, but my attention then, I look over at um, Pete, Pirate Pete, and my attention turns over there, and I go, I will return. And um, I take my movement, and I have a ready action. Nice. I take my rapier, and I stick it under Pirate Pete's throat. So should there be a misfire, should there be anything that stops the launch, that I will then, my rapier shall wield damage. Amazing. Cool. Ha ha! You have not escaped from us all. Prepare to fly. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. In incredible (laughs) amazing um and that passes to rnr rnr you may take a d12's worth of inspiration for your incredible actions during this combat um exceptionally well done dude you absolutely nailing it so creative um it's your turn okay um rnr is at four hit points so he looks kind of i think like his skin's kind of bubbling a bit and R&R, as we all know, typically doesn't get angry. He doesn't like to show a lot of emotion, but right now he's clearly f- just furious. And he leans in towards uh, Triple P and he says very quietly, when you hit the ground, I hope it hurts. And then he pulls the lever back to launch him into the abyss. Uh, I assume you're angling it downwards towards the. Uh, yeah, world. I'm just I'm spiking this I'm spiking this guy into the crust of the planet. <laughs> so, how would you like to do this? Or, as I say, describe that shit to me. Um, but with that, know that he will enter the clouds, and once in the clouds, we don't know what goes on from there. Right. 
I think what Aronar does is he um he kicks the um ballista so it angles directly downwards and then pulls the lever with his other hand and says, See you in hell. Amazing. So as the projectile locks, you see the rope uh, as as the lever pulls away, the rope locks onto the back of the entangled ball. It slides forward and launches him downwards. You hear as he goes, Zodiac will remember! <laughs> and with that, we are no longer in combat. You guys <sighs> defeated the Thunderbolt crew. And as you guys kind of, as the dust kind of settles, you all kind of look around. You can see that Toad is limp unconscious on the bridge. You can see a portion of the bridge is still charred and a little bit burning, you know, like hot embers from where the uh, the bowl of fire was. You can see the place in which where the lightning bolt that Triple P threw in his last action uh, has completely um, made a hole in the deck of the Gladius and is, uh, is shattered through the first deck and you can see into the, the below deck. Um, you can see Evis um, still, uh, though conscious um, at this point, is um, not acting as usual. They are struggling to uh, 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 come back around. Their body is seems to be locked up and they can't seem to recover from whatever they were hit with. Um, Ulfur stands after casting his spell and is exhausted as well. It's over to you guys. Go for it. I'd like to kneel down. I'm running a toad. Yeah, just boot toad with a cure wounds. Amazing. Um, I'll give him a second level. Oh, second level cure wounds. Hell yeah. Uh, nine. Nine HP. That's taken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I pick up Toad. Uh, Toad. I'm gonna hold him like a little sandwich. Toad, <laughs> are you alright? Hold on, hold on a second. The world is kind of... I'm, I'm gonna look around for Geo, like... The, the nightmare dream is... is where, 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 where Geo is... Is, is Geo okay? I... He, he's alright, you just need to rest. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm... I, is he... I, I need to... Is, okay, just... Are, are you okay? The, you look... I, I, I'm looking at... How, how do you put me in? Arnor was hit by lightning. Um, as well. What else did a ton of damage to him? Uh, oh yeah, that uh, Cutlass Fury, I think. Yeah. So he's looking very scraped up at the moment, uncovered in blisters, probably. Um, yeah. But his eyes are alight with this emotion that I don't know. You can pinpoint. Maybe I think knowing you so well, I feel I feel like our bond since I know you so well that I think mm. I would just like if I just looked at you, I feel like Toad would kind of get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gonna be up to you, Bodie, but I feel like Toad would kind of doesn't mean like sure. I yeah, I. It's it's this new kind of it's a defensive look. Like he's he's had it before. If you've ever gotten hurt in our past adventures, which I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> but it, it looks it looks 
like a wildfire compared to a campfire. Like now that he has so many more people he cares about, uh, he's he's very clearly in this emotional state of needing to protect them. Like hey, it's so I'm gonna I'm gonna just look I'm just gonna look and be um like with just like because I imagine you're holding me it's kind of on my back and on the wings, so it's gonna like reach up like a small toed hand, like kind of just rest it like jelly on the face, like hey, it's it's okay. It's it's okay. Uh, R and R kind of nods and then like lets Toad go. Ron's just kind of awkwardly, or not awkwardly, he's just watching next like uh, this transaction of like feelings uh, between the two, um, and then like pokes him. What happened to to Geo? I was kind of hiding over by the uh, the catapult. Um, I don't. I, I was kind of out of it, so don't either. Thank you, Rom. Thank you for the other guy. I didn't say it, but I think twice. I, I mean, I, th I think. I mean, I, I have a massive headache. Um, I think I got. I think you brought me back twice. I think I don't know, somebody will be. But thank you. I, I my pleasure. That, I'm just helping out the team, and I, I'm glad that that made you happy. So, so, whatever I can do, buddy. Oh. I'll do the same. Goes, I can. Sort of goes over back over to Geo and Evis, and like. Sort of like just checks on Gio, uh, mi amigo, que pasa esta bien? How are you feeling? And and Evis, uh, he, you know, I'm I'm trying to you know see what I can do, and I you know, rate, you know, hold her head. Their you can head. you can see Evis is locked up, and you can see they're like almost twitching and like uh, convulsing in like pain, almost like. Uh, uh, uh. I look at Gio and I go, I know you are not. So well, but do you know what what there is possibly we can do for them? Geo just uh, his eyes are open and he's looking up and he can see sky, uh, but he also very much remembers what just happened and um, now understands that he's back on the ship and he looks to Blanco and he says, "Are they alive?" I. Uh, my friend, I am. I am not sure. She, she, they have this condition. They're they're breathing, but uh, it is almost like a paralyzed state. Geo just sort of rolls over, and uh, from this position can see that Evis is uh, not dead, and starts just bringing back reality as it was before he left this realm, and looking to just appraise what's going on, sees the damage on the ship, sees some of the fallen enemy, sees that everyone is sort of battered and less for wear, and is just sort of dusting himself up. Um, also, considering what he just encountered, and not sure exactly how to share that with the group, how much, when, um, and it's just sort of getting to his feet to allow the dust to settle a little bit in this end of combat uh, situation. Gio, you, you can see on your arms now as well similar discoloration of skin that you saw all over Zack in, that, uh, in that, that other plane that you were in. Um, and you can see you know, two small blotches, one on each arm, have appeared. And in that moment, 
Gio just a moment before was not sure whether he was in a dream, whether he was knocked unconscious, and there was just that's what happens when you get knocked unconscious. But now it's starting to connect up that what he did see in that interaction may have had some reality to it, may have had some um, some authenticity to it that wasn't dreamlike. And he just rubs the white bit to see if it will scratch off just in case it might just be a smear or some battle residue and oh, tries to do it on the other side. And both of them are permanent. And he just goes quiet for a moment and understands the impact of what he may have just heard and the significance not just to this small encounter but possibly to much, much, much larger considerations and how he and perhaps this group are involved in a much bigger um, danger, situation, adventure in the entire Sky Realm. Can I just does Blanco notice that um, the I know he's got two. Do I notice that he rubs them? Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Okay. I, I uh, my friend, um, I notice you have some new markings. Uh, I, I, this is not usual when someone goes just unconscious. Are you, are you okay? I think I'm okay. I know I'm okay. I need to share something, but I want to make sure that everyone else is okay, especially Evis. And Toad looks like, well, everyone, look at R&R. Look at the burn on Rom. Let's, let's all assess we're good. I, res I respect that, uh, Gio, but I feel like we need to get out of here. Well, there could be other ships with these pirates. Um, Gio's just kind of getting to getting getting his balance again and saying, at at this moment, Ulfer kind of takes his hands from his knees and he's like, "Whew! Well, that's uh, that was that was a freebooter attack as if ever I've Jesus Christ! Um, uh, well, that 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 was quite unexpected. They had us there with that old uh, that whole imperial gambit that they had there at the beginning. Very clever. Got me right on the old." Ah, oh, my fucking head. Ow, there's a lump there. Ooh. I didn't know. Oh, ow. Touching that now is... And as he turns, he can see Evis on the ground, and he's like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Um, okay, get, get, get them below deck. Um, let's, let's put them in a hammock, um, possibly, and see if we can... Will this ship fly? Oh, he looks around at the deck. He's like, oh, fuck, my ship. My poor baby Gladius. Oh, I've looked after you for so long. Let's tow it. Let's I'm going to do, so tow is going to, I'm going to do two things really quickly. Um, first, I want to just use my um, last Celestial Ray. It's going to play quickly to a sad song um, again over Evis. So something more along the lines of um, maybe like a classical like kind of Alia song, something like that, because uh, I know that's who she follows, something like that. So I'm going to cast that. Um, and also, they're going to hear Toad sound like a bird. Is What happened to that? He was riding a bird. What happened to that creature? Is it's is, is a bird still around? Because I'm, I'm using speak with animals after that. Because I want to. Amazing, you can still see that the parrot of Triple P is uh, sat 
on uh, you can see so you're looking at the the thunderbolt the, the the main deck has then raised platforms that go up on either end of it um, and the one on the right towards the back of the ship near the giant fan uh, has and you can see the helm uh, an open helm uh, no wheelhouse there basically you can see the the the, the, uh, the steering wheel basically and um, the parrot is perched on there and uh, and um, first of all I'll deal with the the, the celestial rain as, as it begins to rain down upon Evis, Blanco, um, and, and, and Ulfur, they all receive healing. Geo is that. Yeah, you can, you can walk into it for sure. Rom, Rom gets in there as well. Arnar, are you joining yeah, in? I would in like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well, hold on. Is it only for good aligned? Uh, well, no. It's for any, you have to have any... For If you're neutral, you'll get nothing. Um, oh, if, you're well, any kind of good, if you're any kind of good, you'll get something. I am neutral. I mm -hmm. I don't think I'm gonna get anything from that. But it'll still feel good though. It means it'll like it'll still feel nice, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so for the last time, because I'm kinda tired, so last time like you see like a smaller swirl in the sky kinda break open. Like it, it's daytime, right? It's still like day. Yeah. yeah. And so like it kinda breaks open again, like it's a little bit smaller because like I'm playing my heart out into the song and uh, blowing into the harmonica and just kinda slow like a slow moving, slow motion. Golden Rain comes down. It's like slow motion as it drips over you guys. So just so you know, it was uh, you guys had this battle uh, pretty much throughout most of the latter end of the evening as then the sun rose while you were in battle and kind of you guys have hit probably about like eight, nine o'clock in the morning at this point. That's what uh, the, the, the time is uh, for you guys. As the mm. rain comes down, it heals uh, Evis, all these people. Geo, the rain does not affect you. It, it, it hits your skin and does not absorb it. It simply rolls down and, uh, and and beads off of your skin um, and, and does not affect you. The same thing happens to R&R &R, um, as well. Um, then that's 4 HP. 4 HP for each of you guys. Awesome. While that's happening, Geo hears the last thing that Oliver said about the damage to his ship, the Gladius, and is really hasn't even left that encounter he had with this uh, historical person, Zach Gladius, and it just rings even truer to him, and he goes up to Oliver and says, the Gladius. Yes, my boy, that's that's my ship, yeah, that's the name that it was given, not by me, but, but by someone else. And that someone else, who was that? You can see in this moment that Ulfur looks down and he is pained by that question. It's not one that he doesn't want to answer, but one that hurts him. Please. In that moment, can, can Geo put a hand on Ulfur's arm yeah. and look at him in the eye? Yeah, of course. And he looks back at me and goes, well, it belonged to a very good friend of mine, one who I fought with. Though we did not fight side by side, he created this ship and gave it to me when I was a much younger man. His name was Zach. Um, he was a very, very good friend of mine. Very good. Thanks, Oliver. No problem. Is there, any, is there anything else you wanted to know? It's very out of the blue question as he kind of wipes a small tear from his eye. It was a very out of the blue question. Are you okay? Is everything all right? I am okay. I, I think I want to talk to 
everyone, I, I may have experienced something that might be important to us and to the sky realm in general. But of course, I know that we need to to secure the ship, possibly these two ships, so the moment might not be right. Uh, at, this, at this moment, you're interrupted by Evis on the ground. <laughs> Just groaning in pain um, as they kind of uh, convulse a little bit. And you can see that though they have been healed, um, the mark from one of the bolts that hit them at the beginning of the combat. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen like what they call lightning tattoos. But when someone gets mm -hmm. struck by lightning, they have this kind of like almost tree effects that have grown in. Evis, now you can see going from like uh, their chest area bu uh, below their, their chest wrap that they wear um, kind of uh, has got a scorch mark here and then kind of it bridges up their neck and uh, over their shoulder and uh, continues as they convulse on the ground and Orpha goes, my boy, I think I think I would love I think we would all love to hear this, but let's get Evis below deck and I know someone I, I know a family in the People's Republic that are exceptional with, with healing both magical and non magical things. If we can get them to that family as quickly as possible, then I, I believe we might be able to help them. Can um, I do a medicine check? Please, yeah, go for it. Oh yeah. Um efficient as well. Um I know that it's not on there because mm -hmm. it's on my character sheet. Yeah. Um three oh my goodness. Uh twenty-one. Uh twenty-four, two, three, twenty-three. Yeah. Twenty-three. For the twenty-three, you can tell that whatever she got hit with, though it was lightning, has done something to the inner nervous system of Evis. It's not so much a case of you know, that they are like uh, gravely wounded or something like that. It's more that whatever they were hit with has locked up their entire nervous system and that all the way through their body, they're not able to control what is happening to them, that weird signals are being fired around their body and that they just can't control the pain that is coursing around them right now. Um, Blanco, Can I try and ground Like, yes. Yeah, so you see how they come... <laughs> When you're making a PC or something, you like ground yourself so like no mm. shocks or currents. Can I like try and get the electricity out of her by like grounding her? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm gonna do that. I need metal, which I don't really have. Uh, you do have metal within you. You have pieces of metal within. You. Okay, yeah. So um, just like a stick, I guess. Mm. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll just get like I'll snap a stick mm -hmm. off of me. And then I will uh, put it to like the base of her neck, and then to something like metal around the edge. It's like the like the the ship. So yeah. So then there's like a current awesome. being grounded. Awesome. As you do, you can see that um, though they still continue to be locked up, they seem to relax a little bit more. They seem to no longer be in pain. Though you can see that their body is still like almost twisted and mangled in ways that you know definitely doesn't look comfortable to be in. Yeah. But they're definitely not in pain anymore. You can see they let out like <sighs> as you know the pain kind of leaves the body a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Blanco goes over and uh, scoops up Evis um, in their arms. And um, it's like, I think it is very important that uh, we find them a place to be more comfortable. 
um, while they are suffering through this, um, it feels like twitching and, and paralysis. Uh, where where do you think we can go? Oh, it's like go down to the bottom, lay them in my my top hammock. It's the most comfortable. It has padding. I. I completely didn't tell you guys, but it's definitely the most comfortable down there. Um, it has like all the padding and and, 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 and extra couple of pillows up there, some blankets. Um, it's near the front of the ship. And he actually just points through the hole in the deck at like kind of where it is. He's like that that end of the that, that end. Quickly Blanco, take them down. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and he, he looks to the group and he's like, Well, two things. Let's 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 we we now have two ships. Um, First of all, I mean, the water runners are always in need of more ships. You know, we, we, we are small within resources, so this victory is one that can definitely aid the cause, not just this moment. Um, I, I, if you guys are happy for me to do so, I'm, I'm going to... I don't know how we do... I like the idea of towing the Gladius. It seems to be in a bit of disrepair at the moment. Maybe we tow the Gladius and I will just get us moving at least so we're heading towards the People's Republic. Well, what do you guys say? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm over there, I think, right? I think I flew yeah. over. We're in the yeah. first, I'm over, yeah. yeah. 100%. Should, should we investigate the other ship just to make sure that what we think is Did clear... Did say investigate? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the I know a guy. <laughs> Geo reaches into a shell and pulls out his business card and says, "Yes, I did," and then puts it back in and starts walking toward Arnar. Amazing. Um, I'm just going to quickly cut over to Toad. You can't speak with animals. What do you say to this parrot that is currently sat on the helm of the Thunderbolt uh, Sky Zephyr? Hello, friend. Um, I don't. I don't want to make any assumptions, but if you were being held captive or being forced to do anything, you're you're free now. So, but oh, hello. Hi. Hello. My name is Crackers. Hello. Nice to meet you, Crackers. Um, I am Toad. Nice oh, to meet you. That's a nice name. Wonder if I had been called Parrot. What a different time that would have been. Ah, hmm. uh, um, Captain, ah, uh, hmm, sometimes. I mean, I don't like carrying the fat guy, but you guys dealt with him. He was sometimes mean to me, but the rest of the crew fed me really well. Uh-huh. Well, that Batman, he's never going to do be able to do any to you harm anymore, so. And I think we'll treat you just as well if you, this is completely up to you. If you want to stay with us, I'm sure the rest of you will be fine with it. So, but this is your choice. It's up to whatever Crackers wants. So. Oh, Crackers has never been asked what he wants before. Oh, well, I think if it's okay with you, I'd like to go and explore the, the skies I was Always restricted to being under him. That's why my osteoporosis oh, is so bad. <laughs> no. But uh, if if it's okay with you, oh, I would like to uh, uh get get out of here. So Toe gets a little choked up, and he uh, he just nods and he's gonna do a bardic inspiration for Cracker's own. Um, like yeah, you um, yeah, you, you deserve it. He's gonna play just like try to play a song harmonica. 
fully choked up with like tears. We're gonna try just to to give him like kind of a send off as like a because yeah, you can you know. You see, crackers re- like relieves one of his wings from behind, like kind of clips his little like uh, his little uh, parrot talons. The other goes, oh, thank you, Mister Toad. It's been a pleasure. Oh. And and you can see the first couple. Like, he almost goes up way higher than he was expecting because there's no one on top of him. And he's like, wow, look how much I can fly. Wow. And he goes, I'll be back soon. <laughs> As he begins flapping off into the distance. I moment to myself, like, yeah, we'll, we'll meet again. We're sure of it. He's not going to snitch on us, is he? Oh, straight up, I'm going to entangle that bird. <laughs> Like, as he flies off, can I, like, catch him, like, and bring him back down? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm doing that. Yeah. And then Arca... He's like, oh, oh, wait, I thought I was free! And he yeah. kind of comes back down for me. Yeah, um, and then I'll cast... Well, Shiver Toad, can you just make him promise that he's not going to tell uh, anyone that we killed his master? I mean... Like, I'm really paranoid yeah. about that, and I don't want to be uh, hunted down by other pirates. I'm not one for that, you know, especially after we steal his um, shit. Right. One more, one more question, uh, Cracker. Said so you're not going to, um, you know, maybe give us away to anybody. You're not going to alert somebody that of what's happened. You can see Cracker's kind of now tangled, like uh, he's kind of like hopping back on the uh, on the deck of the ship, and he's like, oh, Triple P always used to say, snitches get stitches. So nope. <laughs> Insight. <laughs> Go for it, you can make an insight. Okay, I'll do it inside, inside as well, I guess. So. Yeah, please do inside as well. That's um, going to be a. 16? Um, yeah, 16 as well. That's what I got. As yeah. far as you can tell, this bird does not want stitches. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, is, and is hella keen to just get out of here. Well, I, I, I release him and be free. Yeah, I'll go, go play another song for him to send off. Like, okay, let's do that to <laughs> from the top. So, and, uh, and he disappears off. Um, Ulfur walks with uh, with R&R and Geo um, across the deck to uh, to Rom and Toad. And uh, Ulfur's like a you guys go. Uh, you guys go check the lower decks, and uh, and I will. Uh, I will uh, strap this bad boy up to the Gladius. I was going to say I can transform into like a giant lizard and then climb on the outside of the ship to see if there are any tracking markings. But my perception's terrible, so if someone with good perception rides on my back and then looks while I'm like climbing over the ship, I feel like uh, we won't be tracked by anyone. As I said, I'm too stressed. I don't want to be tracked by any pirates, so I'm just doing my utmost to first all be safe. Off was like. You're not wrong. The freebooters are not someone who you want to piss off, and uh, and I'll be honest with you, we are probably going to have pissed off some freebooters today. Um, so that's not a bad idea, Rom. Um, uh, Toad, do you maybe wish to uh, go with Rom and, and check the outside of the ship, and uh, and maybe Geo yeah. and Anna, you can go check the lower decks um, while I get the you know get the bridge raised and we strap this bad boy up to the Gladius and we we start making our way. Of course, yeah, that'd be. Okay. As uh, R&R and I are making our way into other parts of the ship, I just turn to R&R and I say, <clears throat> Oliford has mentioned the freebooters a couple times, and I thought I heard the last thing that the little pirate 
Pixie said was something about Zodiac. Do you know of the Freebooters or Pirate King Zodiac? Because I've read about them when I was in school, and I didn't even know they actually existed, but I'm getting a feeling they do. Can I make a check? Maybe? Yes, yes, please do. You can do it with advantage, just because you were during your time at university. You know, you you are you're an inquisitive mother trucker. You you were trying to learn as much about things as as you possibly could. Sixteen. Sixteen. Awesome. So with a sixteen, uh, you definitely um, know of the of the the, the freebooters. Um, with a sixteen, as far as you guys know, this is this is what's up. Uh, for 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 R and R, this is this is what you know. While the Imperials have been growing in number and you know amassing uh, territory as well as also you know uh, restricting trade routes and creating their own trade routes and all this, you've known that there are other entities in the sky that do exist, and one of which is pretty known about as you know, it's known that if you fly at meridian level or if you fly down um, at. Uh, fly down in the Grey Tempest zone, uh, there's often freebooters that may come in and bother you guys. Like, that. that's something that people do deal with, and it's something that, you know, uh, almost like highwaymen, um, they, will, they will prey on ships they feel are, you know, smaller, um, not as capable of, you know, handling combat and things like that. Um, in recent years, um, the numbers of the freebooters are said to have grown, but no one truly knows because... The island that they live on is, uh, I guess, known as uh, a secret island. You don't know the location unless you know the location is pretty much how it goes. Unless you've been there, you don't know where it is. And so um, right. people don't really know the numbers of the freebooters. Now, the final thing that you know is though they are called the freebooters, the truth of their, their full name is the Zodiac. Freebooters is their full name. Um, it's said that they are run by a ruthless, ruthless drow king called Pirate King Zodiac. And that's what you know about the Freebooters. At this mm. point, um, Blanco comes back up um, onto the deck and then crosses over and uh, joins R&R and says, I have... Um, made Evis uh, uh, as comfortable as they can be and I have given them just a small sip of water and uh, uh, for now it is the best I can do. Mm -hmm. good, good job, Sergio. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Blanco. <laughs> I'm Sergio. Uh, good job, Blanco. <laughs> make, uh, just make, make sure they're, they're going to get better. I, I did what I can do, and, and we have been told that there is the medic on, on the, the island, and hopefully uh, they can administer something to help uh, Evis. And, and uh, now, what can I help with? What, what, are you, what is that you have decided we are doing next? Certainly, we are investigating the ship for any sorts of weapons, tracking components, mm -hmm. energy we can use on our own ship, things we can pirate from it. It all depends. Just generally, we're looking for anything that can prove advantageous. I will, um, I will join you in your investigations. Um, not a problem. You tell me you wish me to go below deck. Maybe I can, I can 
to have a look down there for you. I maybe. can check out below deck if okay. that's yeah, maybe. okay with everyone. So, as a as R&R and um, as R&R and Geo make their way down into the lower deck, and I assume Blank, are you following them, or are you going to go no, up to I'm, all? Three? No, they they wanted they're going down, so I'm staying just sort of like scouting around everything um, that is on the main deck, just checking cool. like the weaponry and you know what what cool. I can see there, the cool. wheel and everything. We'll come back that, to that in a minute. Um, for those of you on shard still, you can see the, the, the lower deck of the Thunderbolt at the moment, the first lower deck of the Thunderbolt. As you come down, you can hear the whir of the engine room uh, towards the back of the ship. You can uh, also smell the classic uh, smoke that comes from Ceruleanite power gems, um, powering fans and, uh, and filling uh, balloons and things like that. However, down here, uh, you find yourself um, in a small uh, area at the front, basically, that has uh, what I would call is like the mess room. Um, there's like a kitchenette area, basically, over to the right. There's like a small picnic table where people can sit. And you can see that in the corner there's some cupboards um, and some bits and bobs. Uh, just past that, you can see that there's another staircase that leads down to another floor, uh, another deck below it, basically. Um, over to you guys. You, you, you two, go ahead. Um, investigation, I suppose? Yeah, go for it. Gio, are you investigating? Sure. Um, I've got my, I've got my, um, I'm just following R&R's lead on this. And I Is that library? Sorry. R&R has, um, his notebook out, so I pull my notebook out as well. And I'm just sort of mimicking R&R, looking for things in a, in a, <laughs> I'm trying to raise my eyebrow as well, <laughs> but I, I haven't had as much practice as R&R. And, uh, but I'm, I'm sort of mirroring, looking for things, but actually not as, I'm looking more at R&R for guidance than actually trying to find things. Cool. You can do your check with disadvantage. <laughs> and and, and R&R, you can, you can make yours normal. Uh, that's a 24. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Geo, you're, 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 what you're doing at this moment, Geo, is You've never been an investigator, though you and uh, and Tag, you know, used to play like, you know, kind of like uh, guards and robbers back in the day. And, you know, you used to like, uh, you used to kind of play like murder mystery kind of thing. Um, uh, so at this moment, you're trying to really learn. You're just spending this time taking in and actually you're making notes of what R&R is doing so that you can remember if they ask me to investigate something, I should check like this first. I should look through these kinds of things. I should do that kind of stuff. Um, R&R pulls out um, his very small set of spectacles and places them on uh, on the edge of his nose um, and pulls out his notebook. Um, R&R, you also retrieve um, your, I believe, your second best pen, uh, as currently Ron has the first, uh, your first favorite pen. Um, and uh, as you kind of search around, uh, you look in the kitchenette area and you can find uh, there's some like there's there's a large storage of crackers of of like a of like a basic uh, saltine crackers you know that are simply there to have things put on. Um, you do find a little like cold box that has ice in it basically, and in there you find like a a pot of hummus that is like half eaten. You can see that there's um, you know a couple of bottles of rum that are like stuffed in there that are like there's like a white rum, a dark rum, a spiced rum, you know a couple different types of rum uh, in there. 
You find um, in the cutlery drawer, you know, there's a couple of like normal sets of cutlery. There's, you know, knives and forks, spoons, chopping like knives. Um, however, um, as you're kind of like searching around, you find that there's like a loose bit to the cutlery drawer. And as you, uh, as you pop it, it rotates over and you can see that there's a hand crossbow <laughs> strapped to the bottom of this, uh, of this loose bit of the cutlery drawer with a couple of bolts there um, unloaded. Um, as you continue to look around, um, you also find, um, <clears throat> you find, you find what I would call like a misplaced note, almost. A, 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 a scrawled note in, in handwriting um, and it's written, it's written on black paper, which is something that is very curious to you. The paper is entirely black and it's written in chalk. And on the black, and on the black note, it says, Fury, it feels like since Zodiac felt that blast, everything has been a bit more chaotic. Though I have never loved you more. And that's what you find on the note. Um, and that's all that you can find in this kind of kitchenette area, basically. Uh, we're in the heart. Hey, bad guys Ouch. are people too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I... I expected them to be if they had our names. Um, yeah. I think Arnor kind of reads that and um, is very still for a minute. Like, just kind of unresponsive for a while. Uh, before he begins to move downwards towards the bottom of the ship. So as you guys enter this, uh, this lower area, uh, you can see that there's a small room to your left, uh, a little doorway to your left. Uh, and then it seems like a hallway kind of hooks around to the right and goes all the way to the end of uh, the ship with uh, three, or, three or four doors basically spaced evenly apart, basically. Four doors spaced evenly apart, not three or four, four. Um, R&R, should, should, should we be careful? Should we, should I have my staff at the ready? It never could hurt, but... Be, we should tread carefully if there are four doors and we only eliminated three people. It's possible that something's lurking for us in one of these rooms. I'm feeling stronger. I could knock on the door and you could you could cover me. <laughs> if you would insist. Amazing. Which door are you knocking on first? Um, I actually try to calculate if I knock on the first door are we in more or more susceptible to some sort of counterattack if something comes out the last two doors I look at all the doors I'm not sure I look to r, &R for direction and then I start walking still looking to r, &R and pointing to the first door and seeing if I can get a feed or sorry some sort of read from r, &R on if that's the one we should go to I'm hands off. Consider this a test. And so, um, Geo moves towards the first door, looks to R&R, &R, thinks for a minute about maybe the last 
20 minutes of his life. Or not so much life. Or not so much life. And uh, knows that he's more ready for these precarious situations than he's ever been. And continues to not have a stutter as he lightly taps on the door (laughs) to hear anything. And then squeezes the handle to see if it's open. The first door, as you rotate the handle, rotates completely fine. Uh, it's open and unlocked. And as you knocked, you did. You heard like a small, like, not like it didn't sound like there was a big room behind the door that you were knocking. Um, it sounded quite small. It sounded like you know you heard the sound like reverberate a little bit on the small, small uh, area inside. Um, and as you twist the handle, it is unlocked. At this point, Geo, remembering some of the adventure books he had read when he was a kid tries to remember the the hand signals of um, entering things without having to talk too loud. He's doing the, you know, sort of... What are you you doing? What is that? I think... I I don't... I I cannot speak sign language. Okay. This one's clear. This one's clear. Ah, why did you not say that? outright i don't it's when you never mind uh that one's good should we go to the next one did you open the door or did you leave yeah it? yeah i opened it i can see i can see through the crack but there's not anything it's just a bathroom there's just there's just a there's a, a there's a small uh like a basin where there's uh where there's actually like a little water skin next to it um and on the other side you can see that there's just a small like dry latrine basically uh there oh wait one of these rooms is a bathroom. Oh, okay. Then we might be okay then. <laughs> um, as we proceed, Geo's getting more and more like strategic, almost like, uh, you know, like SWAT team in his posture. So he's kind of leaning around the corner, kind of moving quickly and just kind of looking to see if R&R is, is giving him any kind of, you know, acknowledgement that he's doing it right. But he's kind of trying to tortle scurry to a position that's angled right to open this next door. And, um, but r and is a blank sheet. So uh, yep. he's, he's not getting the feedback that he wants right now. Conti- <laughs> <laughs> he continues not getting the feedback that he wants. So he, uh, <laughs> he awkwardly, he, he feels the awkward silence in, <laughs> in the downstairs area. And uh, <laughs> R&R is not laughing. Sam is laughing. <laughs> and uh, and decides that he's probably not doing it wrong. So proceeds to tap on that door as well with his little claw on his on his um, paw hand, and doesn't hear anything on that one either. And slowly squeezes the handle on this one as well, and nudges it open. And is unlocked. And as you open the door, it opens to uh, what looks like a bedroom. Um, as you walk in, the obvious things to you are an immaculately made bed, a bed that is almost military, um, military made, folded sheets, perfect, not a crinkle inside. You can see on one of the walls that there is a rack of what looks like, uh, almost like monkey type weapons. There's like a, a, a bow staff. You can see that there's, um, you know, two like, um, uh, Electra kind of daggers. Uh, you know, the daggers with the little, like, uh, trident hooks on them, basically. Uh, you can see that there is a pair of nunchucks um, there. 
and um, on the uh, on a, a desk of drawers that is in front of you, um, there seems to be what looks like um, some sort of needle and like ink pot device, basically on the side. Finally, lent up against the bed is a chalkboard with um, a pack of different colored chalks, basically. I think this one was the one. Remember the the guy that had the chalk thing on? This is his. This is his room. I came to the same conclusion. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to keep leading for the next ones? Or do you want to switch and I'll cover you? We can switch. Okay. And Geo sort of backs uh, up, but also gets in sort of a commando one knee down pose with the <laughs> staff, ready to swing, um, and looks to, G to r and &R, But r and &R, um, is still not giving him, well, actually is looking at him strangely and <laughs> not knowing. <laughs> um, he loses confidence a little bit and sort of eases himself, himself back up to his feet. Arnar's kicking in the next door. Arnar walks a couple feet down, turns, and just... The door swings open, hits the wall, and like kind of comes back a little bit, and then, uh, and then kind of remains open. Arnar, as you look into this room, you can see um, that there is like a, a, a rack of like clothes basically to one side and you can see that there's a few short shorter skirts um there is like a couple of like waistcoats and blouses in there um you can see that on the desk of drawers is a a whetstone for sharpening like uh, blades basically um and you can see that the bed is a fucking mess uh, the bed has not been made at all um it's a little bit more tatty kind of thing um and you can also see on the wall uh, that there is uh, like um, almost like a tally scratched into the wall. By your count, you can see that there's about 25 tallies on the wall. Okay, I'm I'm just going to say Fury's room, and then I'm moving to the next door, and I'm kicking it down as well. Amazing! As you kick this final door open, this one's almost empty. You can see that there is uh, a desk of drawers, but all the drawers are open and pulled out and nothing's in them. There is no extra items. There's no, uh, there's no rack of clothes. There's no weapon rack. There is, uh, there's no ink in, uh, there, there's nothing else. It's, it's very plain. Um, seems to you, guest room. Hmm. Where was Triple P sleeping? At that moment, we're going to cut back up to uh, the main deck where we have Blanco, Rom, Ulfur, and Toad. And uh, what we're going to have, Ulfur basically has like uh, gone across, like gotten some rope basically, and uh, he's lashed it onto the front of the Gladius. Um, he's pulled the the uh, the airship, uh, the Thunderbolt, kind of round in front of the Gladius um, and raised the bridge. Um, he's then like basically tied it all on, hooked it together with some beautifully tied knots, I must add, like proficiently tied knots, absolutely uh, well done. Um, and he basically uh, it turns back around to see Toad, Blanco and Rom, and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get us going. Um, do you guys want to check? It seems like there's a room underneath the, uh, the helm station and maybe another one 
under that raised platform under there. Do you guys want to go check those out? Will I, uh, will I get us yeah, going? I think it's something wrong. I think wrong turned your lizard, right? It was, you wanted to look at the bottom, right? Yeah, the outside. Um, we can do that on the go later on if uh, if you want to go and investigate the priority of outdoors. I, I'm totally down to do whatever. Um, so, so do you want to hold my back? And uh, I'll turn into a lizard? Up to you. Well, could you, I mean, hop into your bag. We're going to be a small lizard, right? I mean, how big no, of a it's a large, lizard. Riding, uh, giant riding lizard. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. It's a large creature. But I don't know what large is. 10? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big, yeah. Yeah, so I could start, yeah, so I could have two people or one person. It's up to you. If we want to do it later, I'm just... Uh, also, goes, go for a quick rip around on the outside, both of you. And uh, Blanco, can you go check those two rooms while I get us going? Cool. Seeing a person other, I will go and check and see what there is there. Amazing. Uh, and you see Ulfur go back up to the helm, and he kind of like takes a moment to like almost like ground himself, almost like a, a weird little like uh, ritual that he does as a pilot. See him kind of flex his shoulders and strokes the helm, then grips it tight. And he's like, right, let's do this, and slowly moves the accelerator. Um, into uh, into motion and begins kind of moving the ships um, in the direction in which you guys have been flying uh, with the Gladius in tow, Evis uh, in the lower deck of the Gladius. Um, can Rom and Toad make investigation or perception checks as y'all make your way around the ship? I will, I will, um, so before we go, I'm like, wait, what's your, what's your favorite style of music? What, what, what do you, what do you like, Rom? What's, what's Rom's kind of What's Ron's tune? Uh, uh, um, uh, what would be history check? Ah, oh, it's a history check. Okay, um, give me a second. <laughs> Nine. Uh, I think it's only a one or two. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, eleven. What is my? What is your favorite type of music? You can't remember, but what you do know is that since you have come out of your deep slumber. Toad has been the first music that you've really heard. Toad's tunes and Toad's spells and, and Toad's performance and your your guys' performance as the as the uh, green jalapenos was kind of your first experience, you know, with music since you had been reawoken. You think that might be your favorite time? I'd, I'd like a Toad original, please. You are. Well, I mean. Hmm. I guess I could do sort of a little something, you know, short notice, but <laughs> just goes off. So it's like, you know, starts off kind of slow, then builds up to like a nice little harmonica solo. Not too, not too flash, just like a nice, you know, mid-tempo solo. So we do Barger's Preparation on top of that, we do the help action so he can do advantage on his investigation. Oh, awesome. So help action and get Bardic Inspiration as well. Is that a D6 for you at this point, or is it up to yeah, D6? It's well, it's gonna be soon. I mean, it won't be D8 now, it can't be. Eventually, <laughs> it will be D6 for now. <laughs> or your perception or investigation, it's up to you. Or the lizard. So, if it's perception, it's your perception. No. If it's investigation, it's the creatures. Cool, I'll do perception now, for sure. Cool, awesome. Does the lizard look like, um, like ROM? Like, is it like that came some kind of wood material, or is it like a cool? Like, so, how does the lizard um, look? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, as I like, um, uh, transform like everything I've transformed has been smaller and so I've been going to like one point and then like coming back out to like a smaller thing 
but now I'm going to bigger, and it's always like retained. It's not been flesh; it's been stone and like wood. Um, and then so basically, um, from Ron's head, like his antlers, um, like come out and then round to like these like scaly, uh, feathery kind of like a mane, and then like his neck gets bigger, and he like. Uh, almost transformers down into like all fours and then these wooden like thick legs come out that have then like got uh, stone claws and yeah. then a really long like uh, tree trunk kind of tail uh, comes back. And I look very similar to like uh, the big lizard that Obi-Wan Kenobi ri- uh, rides in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Becky picture in picture. <laughs> that, that is sick. And Disney, say. don't fucking hit us with copyright, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, amazing. That's fucking sick. That's super sick. Inspiration. That's really that's, sick. Yeah, you can oh, have inspiration. That's badass. Um, cool. Um, what was your perception check? And do you want to add your bardic? Do you want to add your new inspiration? It's um, up to you. I get a help action, so I get an advantage. Right? Yep, you get yes. it as well. terribly... Uh, and then I'll take the Bardic. I'm going to listen to the sweet music. It's even worse. Okay, so with the Bardic, is it a D10? D6. D6. And then you've got my D8 of inspiration if you've wished to use that as well. Um, 10, 13, and then a D8. Yeah, you'll need it. Cheers. 6, uh, 19. 19. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank oh. you. I needed all of that. <laughs> so... Rom, your uh, your your paranoia paid off as you kind of go round to the bottom of the ship where an airship would land if it were to if air if sky zephyrs ever did land, but they they don't. But they just kind of hover in place when they dock. Um, you find what I would describe as an arcane receiver. It's a stone with basically a rune on it. You can see that it is kind of pulsing like a green kind of light, basically, from the arcane runes. Um, and it looks like it has been basically, like, screwed into the bottom of the ship, basically. Um, you... Uh, it's an arcane receiver, that's it. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I would like to eat it? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Oh, like, I'll at least just I'll hold it in my mouth. That's what I kind of so meant you by that. Go and uh, yeah, rip, like it off. rip it off. I've got like I'm big, so yeah, I'll like uh, and then, then uh clamber up to the deck and then like spit it out in front of blanket or um yeah. Cool. We'll we'll cut back to you guys in a minute. As you guys uh, you guys check the rest of the ship before you come back up, there's nothing else uh, out of you know, uh, out of the norm that you would see on a Zephyr there, you know, a wooden hull, um, some reinforced metal bits. You can tell that this, this ship has been well looked after. Um, you can see, you know, that there is, um, you know, a standard kind of roping up to the upper balloon. There's two lower blimp balloons uh, and a giant fan, omnidirectional fan at the front, uh, at the back, sorry. Um, and from, from what you can tell, just from like scurrying around it, you can tell that the ship probably isn't great at turning but you can imagine in straight lines, this bad boy has some giddy up. You know, it's 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 pretty damn uh, pretty damn made to 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 power forward in straight lines, basically. Um, we're gonna come back to Blanco as these guys are doing their little investigation um, uh, uh, underneath and around the ship. Um, Blanco, as all first kind of you know moving the ships uh, a little bit of a slower pace so that the gladius doesn't get you know ripped off you know from behind and you know uh continuing towards the people's republic what are you doing um Ponte sort of like is using his keen sense of smell and mm. sort of like 
going down and like sniffing out to see if there's anything that is an unusual smell that would like give away anything and his um, vision, you know, checking the, the areas. And then, you know, if he's coming across any items that can be opened or, um, you know, he, that's yeah. what he's, he's sort of like looking around and, and, you know, just sort of like really, you know, getting down there and like really rooting around. As you get down, you can hear R&R. Um, bust open one of the doors that he did down on the lower deck and you can hear one of the doors kind of be kicked open down below um, as you're kind of sniffing around the smell of uh, parrot shit is pretty evident um, uh, on the top deck here um, and um, as you're kind of looking around you notice that there's a door underneath the helm station so the helm kind of station is raised up and at the front there's also another raised platform at the front of the ship and you can see that there's another door under there I, I want to go, uh, as I'm towards the back of the ship, under Ulfa, mm. I, you know, sniff out, and I, as I'm sniffing with my head, I sort of nudge the door, and, mm. and the door opens. Amazing. As the door uh, swings open, you can see a very luxurious room. Uh, this room has beautiful green carpeting um, all over the floor. Um, it's very, very beautiful. You can see um, a bed that is, you know, definitely uh, larger than, you know, a human bed. Um, it, it's something you might imagine, you know, a Goliath would kind of, uh, would kind of sleep in. Um, though you can see that there's some really tiny little pillows um, right in like the center section of it. Um, and you can see that there's not any like big sheets. There's just a tiny little like square bit of cloth um, up next to the pillows, basically. Uh, though the, sh the whole bed itself is covered in like a Egyptian silk, uh, you know, type, uh, you know, um, sheets, these gorgeous, you know, like smooth, silky, almost like a, a reflective satin uh, kind of uh, kind of sheet material. Um, as you kind of look around the room, uh, you can see that over in the uh, left-hand corner um, is like a desk with, you know, a bunch of what, what I would basically call like vials and like uh, like uh, mixtures and things like that. There's like some stuff over there. And then against the wall um, where the door is, you can see that there's a desk with uh, with some papers on it. Um, and then in the far right hand corner, you can see a, a small tree um, that is that is much smaller than the bed itself. Much, much, much like made for a tiny creature, basically. Um, at this point, I go over to the vials and I can I sniff them and see if there are any um, sort of like smells that I'm used to, like yeah, of course, cap them and sort of gingerly, like yeah, of course, go for it, yeah, yeah. You can make a perception check with uh, with your advantage because of sniffy sniffy. Uh, I got a dirty twenty. Oh, dirty twenty. Uh, with a dirty twenty. You can tell that what is, so as you get closer, you can kind of see some more things on this little table and you kind of begin deducing some stuff. But furthermore, um, you can definitely smell the scent of pixie dust. As it hits your nose, it's, you know, almost like, uh, excuse, excuse it for a better turn of phrase, but like cocaine tang. You're just a bit like, oh, goodness gracious me. It's like very sharp and very like spicy as it kind of like uh, hits your nostrils. Um, and you basically, uh, you basically can see now as, as you're kind of looking at it, um, that whatever was going on here is some sort of like 
pixie dust collection kind of system. Um, if you'd like to make an insight check on what that's used for, feel free to do so. Yeah, and... Um... Fourteen. With a fourteen, you can probably tell that this is Triple P's captain's quarters. And from what you can tell, he was extracting pixie dust from himself to use um, during, like, as you saw him do when he did his cutlass barrage. Um, when he did his, uh, his cutlass barrage, he sprinkled pixie dust over his cutlass, raised it in the air, and then these magical projectiles hit R&R. And, uh, and yourself when, when you guys were in that position. So you can tell that there's like a tourniquet there, basically. Um, there's some like needle syringes, some like almost like hypodermic like syringes, basically. And you can basically deduce that he was removing pixie dust from himself um, to use for, you know, as you saw, combat, who, who knows what else for. At this um, point, like, Blanco is like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like uh, well, insane. This is like uh, he was using his own bodily fluids to, to make this. But you know, I will take this upstairs. Maybe someone with the arcane powers will find this useful. And you know, I pop them into you know my leather pouches that I. So you managed to find there's uh, there's two vials that are filled with pixie dust. The the rest are empty. So you grab those two vials and slide them into your. Uh, your pocket. I uh, then turn around and I notice like the table with the maps on and I want to see if I can notice anything on, on the maps. Amazing. So um, investigation check uh, or insight if you're trying to deduce something from what you see on the table. Um, if you're looking for like things on the table investigation, if you're trying to understand what is on the table, uh, I'll say insight. Yeah, I want to understand what it is and it's um, figure it out, sort of like try and understand what the maps are meaning. Of course. Uh, Dios mio, what is this? Uh, and I get a 15. Cool. With a 15 as you're looking at it, you can see that the writing is fucking tiny to start off with. Like whoever was writing here is using a very small uh, writing utensil and, you know, all the notes and stuff are kind of scattered. Uh, you can tell that the person, you know, you, you believe Triple P writing here was definitely you know, a bit scatterbrained. They were like making like random notes. Like, you know, there's there's like see mum is like one of the notes and like pick up this is like a like a shopping list is another one. But as you kind of are like trying to like work out what is all this? What's what's this mess that I'm looking at? You find one item that is a little bit more precarious to you. Um, and it's a list of, uh, of things on that list, basically. Um, and the list says, um, says explore find the stone retrieve the stone regain honor rejoin the zodiac crew and that's the list with your 15 insight you look at it and you're like this isn't just like a, a normal list this is something that he, that Triple P was, you know, trying to like work towards these were goals more so than they were, you know, a, 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 like a to do list almost more so than than any, anything else. And at that point, I sort of feel a bit sad, for, like, you know, in my heart, I'm like, you know, in a way, you know, there's sort of like he's wanting to regain honor and 
for me, I understand that. I can relate with that. And that's my quest is to regain honor. And um, there's a part of me that can relate to this list. And um, with that, I sort of carefully roll it. And I, I put it in, in my bag because for me, it's not only a list of what he was doing, it was a reminder. And I intend to share it with the group later um, to show them the list. But for now, I'm, I'm going to take it because the final thing to regain honor and, and regain respect is is so important to me. Um, and so I t take that and, and put it in um, nice. along with the vials. Amazing. Anything else you want to do in this room? Um, at that point, I just checked the, like, the walls. Like you said, there's some cabinets and stuff like that I just want to check and the bed like you know drawers you know I want to sort of like just sort of sniff around because for me as as you know this is to mm. me this is the the glory hole you mm. know I it's, it, it's it's you know pirate peeps kind of like sanctuary, <laughs> sanctuary. San sanctum sanctorum yeah yeah um as you pot around we we'll use your dirty 20 perception check um to, to on, the, on the glory hole, yeah. On the glory <laughs> hole. Exception <laughs> check on the glory <laughs> hole. Um, uh, we we have uh, we have Blanco uh, sniffing around, <laughs> and uh, uh, we have Blanco sniffing around. And uh, what you do manage to find is uh, you manage to find um, he has like a chest of a small chest of drawers with you can definitely tell like pieces of outfit that he wears. Uh, there's a couple of different uh, bandanas that are have different paisley patterns and are different colors. Uh, you can see that there's a couple of um, a couple of like a uh, long double-breasted coats, um, you know, that are hung up. Uh, you definitely find some like weird underwear that is definitely like floral and like you know some like granny panty kinds kind of stuff um, in his drawers. Um, you also, as you kind of look under the bed. You pull out what is like a, a small box, about yay big, basically. And uh, and as you pull the box out, you open it, and you can see that there is a clear like slot there for what would have been some sort of weapon or something that you know would 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 have fit in there. You can see that there's like a groove in like the velvet lining of it that looks like it would have maybe held some sort of weapon. Okay, and can I can I? by the groove can i sort of figure it out does it look like it's been a sort of like a, a a short bow a dagger can i can i sort of like figure that out from looking at it you're so lucky that you're looking at this because as someone who has been around swords many times have you know made many weapons yourself with yeah. with your master you know you you know very well that this is the slot for a rapier size two triple p it's, uh, it's the exact size one that you saw that he had on him. You can see that uh, the, the shape of the handle was beautifully like a, a, you know, you got this beautiful kind of shape there where you can see that there was different inlays and that the handle definitely had some gorgeous like filigree on it. The one thing that does stand out to you as someone who is a sword maker is that as you look at the top mold and the bottom mold and you kind of think about, you know, how that would close together and what it would, you know, you kind of do like a 3D, you know, picture in your head of what mm -hmm. this rapier might look like. You can tell that at the front of the rapier, there was some sort of gem, something 
you know, that was like much larger than maybe even, you know, a couple of his knuckles, a very large gem at the front of, of his, uh, his rapier or cutlass as, uh, as you would know it basically. Um, and, um, do I recognize who might have made this? Is this something because I'm part of the guild that, um, I, um, you know, my upbringing, would I know that who would have made this? Consort definitely wasn't the one who okay. made this. Okay. Um, what I would say is, um, I don't think you would have known particularly which blacksmith, as there's hundreds across mm -hmm. the sky, maybe even thousands across mm -hmm. the sky. Um, I reckon, though, if you were to take it with you, it wouldn't be a bad thing to maybe ask a couple of them. Okay, so, yeah, so that's what I was getting at. Like, if I don't know, I'm going to take it with me to find out, because he's gone with his rapier, but uh, who knows, you know, he might know something. So I'm going to take the box, add it to my pack. Amazing. Uh, anything else for you in this room, or are you done? I believe I'm done because the 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 um, urine pot in the corner is sort of like now coming into my senses, and sort of I'm wishing to to get out of here. Amazing! You you exit the captain's quarters back to the main deck, and as you look across the way, you can see another set of double doors underneath the risen platform uh, on the other side. I I go over there and I keenly listen first just in case there's anything um, and then sniff under the door and, and lean in and I can't hear anything I, I, uh, to begin with. As you walk across um, with your keen sense of hearing, uh, you hear um, Ulfur talking to uh, Kim Yusato, his, uh, his pseudo-dragon, and you can hear Ulfur being like, what a crazy day. These guys are... You know, if they can if they can handle the freebooters, we are truly in good hands as water runners. I am so glad that we we you know we we found this group and that we've been able to you know uh, connect with them. On we made a good decision, Sato. And you hear like a little like from from what you can tell, like a little connecting of flesh, like a little kind of like fist bump maybe or something <laughs> like that. Um, and uh, and as you cross to the double doors. You open the double doors, and this is, it's completely evident. You don't need to make any checks. Uh, if you want to go, like, searching through it, you're welcome to do so, and we can make some checks. But as you look at it, you can see that this is the, um, the like, storage room. You can see they've got, uh, by storage, I mean, like, uh, artillery storage. So there is a bunch of, like, harpoons stacked up, like, like loads of harpoon bolts, like, stacked up on one side. You've got um, a bunch of things like that, and you've got, like, um, some what I would call cast iron ball bearings that are typically used on the catapults of, uh, of Sky Zephyrs kind of tucked in one corner. So you have um, basically where they're keeping their ammunition is in this, in this front room, basically. Okay. Um, can I just do an investigation check to see if that rapier is, I mean, because I don't, I know he, did he have it on him? Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. So he's being launched with that. Um, yeah. I'll just do an investigation check just to sort of like, have a, a look around. Like cool, that. go for it. Make an investigation. Um, that's an 11. It's investigation. With an 11, you're kind of walking in and you're looking around and kind of clumsily knock over some of the like harpoon bolts. And as you go to pick them up, you step on what feels like a loose floorboard. And as you do, you hear it like... 
And as you put more pressure on it, the floorboard flips over and you can see um, that there laid on uh, on there is a uh, gorgeous uh, longbow, basically with uh, some really, really nicely fine, fine carved uh, like arrows, basically. But this longbow, um, again, is someone who has been around many weapons. You are pretty damn sure that this is Elven in uh, Elven in make. Basically, it's not something a dwarf uh, has made. It's definitely something uh, that has been crafted by an Elven blacksmith. Well, I love my longbow. Um, I made it, but I made it while I was sort of like apprenticing. I put my longbow down and take the new longbow and the arrows and um, fix my longbow where it was and um, I now have the longbow. Amazing. You may add, well I'll help you add it because uh, I don't need your help, but you may add a plus one longbow uh, to your to your inventory. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, you got a plus one longbow. Nicely, nicely found. Um, Coincidence, actually, fumbling around, um, and uh, and that's pretty much all that you find in this room. Just more ammunition as, as you look around. And at this point, I'm really now I'm sort of like buzzed. I'm feeling like like I've done a good thing with Olf. I heard him talking. Like I'm feeling sort of like quite you know proud of what we're doing, but I also want to get back to the group and show them the pixie dust and like um, you know tell them what I've discovered down in in below deck as well. Um, damn. Good investigation, guys. Wow. You guys you guys found all yeah, that. Yeah, that takes you yeah. nuts. Oh my god. That's yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Hey. Why I... Triple P has a gnarly history, man. That guy has been through some shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he still is. He's he's falling. He's uh, he he is history. He's part of his own history now. Yeah. <laughs>Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Sky Realm. We really, really hope you enjoyed. Um, obviously, you know, seeing our party creatively deal with those Zodiac freebooters was super awesome. And uh, we hope that you enjoy what's coming next after they've investigated the Thunderbolt airship, then heading to the largest city in the sky, the People's Republic, and beginning their adventure in a vast new urban landscape. So, we'll catch you guys for the next episode. If you want to follow us here at Homie and the Dude, you can do so across all social media platforms. Just search at Homie and the Dude. As well as that, we do have a new Discord server uh, where you can find all of our behind-the-scenes content, interact with Tom and I, um, and you can also find a section for mixed martial arts if you happen to enjoy that. So, there will be a link to that server in the description. Otherwise, we hope you have an amazing day. And we'll catch you for the next one. See you then.